the Practical Family Podcast with Jennifer Bryant, encouraging your family to build strong foundations and healthy homes. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Practical Family Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Bryant, and you're listening to Episode 74, Prepare Yourself to Plan for Christmas. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that we come at real-life issues in a very realistic and practical way. From family relationships to faith to parenting to homeschooling, anything that you may be dealing with, my heart is just to come alongside you and help you get through it. Because Lord knows that I need people to help me get through stuff that I try to avoid, stuff that maybe I'm not ready for, stuff that I struggle with. And you know what? For some people, the holidays are a struggle for any number of reasons. It could be negative associations from things that feel so obligatory, like I have to do this again. Are you serious? I want to help you today to dispel any kind of negative relationship that you have with Christmas. And in the most simple, practical way, we're going to look at planning for Christmas, not just the nuts and bolts of it all. I mean, yes, we'll talk about wrapping paper. Yes, we'll talk about calendars and stuff. But I want you to hear the bigger message today. The bigger message about planning for Christmas is that you can plan the Christmas that you want. And you know what? It is going to take some intentional planning, not just writing stuff down, not just getting stuff on the calendar. While those things are good, the intention behind having a great Christmas is being able to say, I want these things. I value these things. I desire these things, whatever your things are. I want to have a Christmas that I want instead of a Christmas that I think everybody else wants. My friend Kathy Lip has joined me because she's amazing. I mean, she's been one of my writer mentors for a few years now, both through her podcast and in person. Just a little bit about her before we get started. Kathy Lip is the author of 17 books, including Clutter Free, The Get Yourself Organized Project, and Overwhelmed. She is the host of the Clutter Free Academy podcast, as well as the Communicator Academy podcast, which I listen to all the time. Kathy is also wildly funny. Like, that's her style. If you've ever seen her speak on stage, you will bust a gut. She speaks at conferences all over the U.S. She's been named Best of Broadcast on Focus on the Family, not once, but twice. And she founded the Leverage Conference for Christian Speakers. She and her husband, Roger, split their time living between San Jose, California, and the El Dorado Mountains, running a retreat center for writers called Writing at the Red House. When she's not busy teaching people about writing and speaking, she's writing books herself. She's got a few coming out in the next year, and the one we are talking about today is called The Christmas Project Planner. This book is actually a very unique hybrid between being a book and being a planner. I feel like it also sort of serves as a devotional. She's got recipes in there, but it's so simple. It's so easy to use. It's pretty. It's so pretty. It's got pockets and an elastic and space for your post-it notes. It's incredible. So we're all talk about not just the planner today, but her process in wanting people to come to this place of peace for Christmas, for the holidays. So let's jump into that interview on how to prepare yourself to plan for Christmas 
with Kathy Lamp. Here we are on the Practical Family Podcast. We've got a special, special friend of mine. This is Kathy Lip. Kathy has done so many things. I can't, I can't even begin to start, but I am so excited to have you on today. Thank you, Kathy, for coming on. Oh, are you kidding? It's a total honor. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, I have like almost literally dreamed of this day for the past oh. couple years. And I, just, I don't mean to over flatter you or anything, but I started by listening to Communicator Academy just to get some, you know, practical tips on what the heck I'm doing here. And, um, and then I got the privilege to spend a writing at the Red House retreat with you at your own home. (laughs) You ended up at my San Jose house in very cramped quarters. And can I just say, because we had a, a major snowstorm. And let me just say that whole retreat group was just about the most gracious group on the planet. We had fun. It was so it was intimate and, and yeah. special. Intimate's a Cozy. good word. Yes. <laughs> Cozy. Intimate. Yeah. In our 1400 square feet, it was intimate. Yeah. And so now we're coming upon another year. So you kicked us in the butt and got us to learn how to do our book proposal, which was it's coming. We're working on it. And now we're coming around to your conference. The Leverage Conference is coming yes. up in San Jose and it's a speaker conference and I get to go and I'm so I'm excited. so excited that you're going to be there. We're going to learn so much. We're going to be talking about video and podcasting and all the fun things. I'm super excited. Okay. So as we plan for that, what has to happen right now as we come into the fall season of 2019, which is when we're recording this, We have to start talking about Christmas stuff, like right now, because now is the time to do it. Well, I'm impressed that you say that because a lot of people are like, don't even talk to me about any of this. But I think those are also the people who are already like pre-overwhelmed by Christmas. Like they're trying, they say, I can't even talk about it until after Thanksgiving. But then you're trying to pull off this major coup between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and it is a coup, let's be clear, because you're having to subvert your kids' expectations and everybody else's expectations. And so it's just pressure. And I think people feel like, as long as I put it off, I don't have to be under the pressure. But actually, if you can think about it in advance, it's amazing how that can change your attitude about the holiday. Oh, that's so true. Let's, let's try to unpack that. Well, what is it that you find that most women are feel most under pressure about when it comes to holidays. So either you're saying they avoid it or they jump in and try to do all the things or like, what do you see happening? I think it's trying to please everybody. It's Mm -hmm. trying to please their kids, their spouse, their parents, their brothers and sisters, their in-laws, their outlaws, trying to please everybody and thinking that other people are pleasing everybody when it's true. It's not true. You can't. Mm. So we think that everyone else is being pleasing and doing it the right way. And we're like, we're the only one not doing it the right way. Right. Exactly. It can feel like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think that we, we see these pictures of everybody in the matching pajamas and we just think, oh, well, that's the reality. And I mean, for some, some people, some years, perhaps it is, mm. but you know, it's interesting. My husband is an engineer with Hewlett Packard Enterprise. And uh, all, many engineers have this saying, you can have it better, cheaper, and faster. So some product, you can have it better, cheaper, and faster. Pick two out of three. 
Mm. Like you're never going to have a product that is better, cheaper, and faster. And so when it comes to celebrating Christmas, my thought is you can have everybody there. You can celebrate on the day. You can have people be happy about it. Pick two out of three. <laughs> like you're never going to have all the things unless you live incredibly far away from everybody's family and your kids are toddlers. Like that's when you can have the Christmas you always dreamed of, but that's the only time. Oh my gosh. That's a funny way to put it. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. So what it really comes down to then is people pleasing. If we took people pleasing out of the equation, how can planning well for Christmas go so much better? Well, I know that you're familiar with the book that Sherry Gregory and I did. You don't have to try so hard. Yeah. We talk about perfectionism, people pleasing, procrastination, and performanceism. And like the holiday is like a total hotbed for all of that. I'm going to have the best decorated house. I'm going to have a dinner that everybody's going to love. So that's performanceism. Perfectionism. Everybody is going to, you know, everybody's going to get here on time and we're going to open the presents at seven o'clock and all the things. Um, people pleasing. Everybody's going to be happy about it, but I'm not going to start prepping for the holidays until after, because that's, you know, it's, it, it's like you're talking about baby Jesus. Like when you talk about doing Christmas, planning for Christmas before Thanksgiving, it, it blows people's mind. And so I really feel like if you can get the half twos before Thanksgiving, then you get to do the get twos after mm -hmm. Thanksgiving. So if you're, if you like, you've decided that you're sending out Christmas cards, which by the way, I don't believe that everybody needs to do every year. We're going to do it this year because we have a cute new puppy. Like if you're going to send out Christmas cards, you do it when you have a cute puppy. We probably won't send them out next year and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But if I'm going to do it, I'm going to get all the have tos. I'm going to get the pictures taken and the stamps and the addresses together before Thanksgiving. So after Thanksgiving, if I just want to spend a day vegging on the couch, watching Hallmark movies and eating Christmas cookie dough, that I can do. So get your have-tos done so you can get your want-tos put on the calendar. And I think that's part of it too, is being realistic. If you're in that age where I know you are, where you have kids living at home mm -hmm. and they have all the activities, this is probably not the year for you to, you know, go to hiking in the mountains and cut down your own Christmas tree and do the apple cider. You know, right now you have to go to the three Christmas plays at the three different schools. <laughs> Later on in your life, you'll get to do the apple cider. You'll get to deck the whole house in lights and be beautiful, but you have to figure out your priorities. And the way to do that is to get everything on your calendar. So you really see how much time you have left over. Mm, love it. Love it. So looking at that as a plan then, and you've created the perfect way to do this. It's called the Christmas Project Planner. And it's yeah. beautiful. It's beautiful. It's the prettiest book I've ever been involved with. I mean, I just, <laughs> I look at it and it just makes me happy to look at. Oh, it is gorgeous, folks. If you're listening to this podcast, you can go over to our show notes page on our website and see it at practicalfamily.org, but also at kathylip.com. I mean, she's got everything up there that you need. And it's even, this is my favorite part, it's even got a place for post-it notes, like to where you can like reuse this book and not have to completely write in it, but use your post-its. I, it's so funny. I did a Bible study one time with two of my friends, Angela and Vicki. Mm -hmm. 
And when I said, okay, I want you to write these things in your planner and they just wouldn't do it. They're like, Oh, I can't, I can't do that. I can't. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, scribble in the book, my friend. So finally <laughs> I gave them post-it notes and they were able to do it. And I knew that this planner would be the same way that people would be like, no, 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 no I can't write in it. So yeah, we actually have post-it notes that you, it's, it doesn't come with the books. You can get those at Office Depot or wherever, but you can write in it and you'll have your notes from last year, but then you can make it new for this year. I love that. I love that. And so in the book, you, you have space to plan with, you know, the months leading up to Christmas and whatnot, but you also have suggestions for specific projects and how to get things together for these projects. Can you talk about some of your favorite ones, Kathy, and why you needed to include them? Yeah, I think one of my favorite is gathering your elf supplies, like really taking an inventory. Do you have wrapping paper? Do you have, have um, scotch tape? Do you have scissors? I know that sounds like basic stuff, but getting it all into one spot so you don't have to recreate it every year. And I don't know about you. Now, I find this really interesting. We live practically next door to the second busiest Costco in the United States. Do you know where the busiest Costco in the United States is? Uh, tell me. Hawaii. <laughs> it is here, I knew it, I knew it. Isn't that crazy? I think it's the one in, in downtown Honolulu that it we is. all hate to go to. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah, we loathe going there. It right. is packed. It is packed all the time. So, the, so we're only number two. San Jose, California is number two. Oh my and so, gosh. I know that's our connection in life. We Jen. are so blessed. We, I think. <laughs> I don't know if that's a blessing or a curse. I, well, I feel blessed that we have a Costco. And I also feel super <laughs> blessed that just like four miles away is another Costco. Right. So I go to that one. But I know that like I would go to Costco and I'd see all the wrapping paper. Now, had I gone to Costco for wrapping paper? No. But I thought, I don't know if I have enough wrapping paper. So I'd go to Costco and I'd buy the 7,000 foot roll, yeah. the triple pack, <laughs> then bring it home. And then I bust out the wrapping paper. Well, guess what I did last year? I bought the triple pack of the 7,000. Yeah. So now I, I have enough wrapping paper to wrap everybody's gifts at the entire church, the school, everything. For so, the end of time. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And by the way, <laughs> You know, you have that same wrapping paper for 10 years. Um, yeah, because we're all giving each other gift cards. I mean, what? what <laughs> thinking, right? Last December, what I did was I put on my Outlook calendar in September, Kathy, don't buy wrapping paper. You have all that you need. Right? So gather all your stuff and see what do you really need. You may need bows. Then go crazy on the bows the next time you go to Costco or Walmart or Target or wherever you're going. But know what you actually need. And then as gifts come into the house, you can wrap them because you have everything in one place. Mm -hmm. And that's going to make it so much easier and so much less stressful than, you know, I mean, let's be honest. Every time we have to wrap a birthday gift, I just had to wrap a birthday gift for my son. Uh, just when was it two days ago like I didn't have boxes you know because I cleaned a lot of that stuff out and you know every time you do that it's an hour project you don't want that for Christmas you want to have everything in one place true story I love it now I have to admit that when I first saw that project gather your elf supplies I was thinking oh okay elf on the shelf wait 
No, that's not what that means. (laughs) Okay. Can I just tell you how glad I am that my kids are too old for Elf on the Shelf? Like, this was not even a thing. Can I just tell you, you can still be a good parent and not do Elf on the Shelf. I think there are some parents who love it and it's like a challenge for them. And then there are some parents, their Elf has not moved since 2009. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. You know, unless your kids are really into it, if your kids are super into it, then have a friend hold you accountable, you know, text you every morning. Have you moved the elf? But if it is not your thing, your kids will be okay. I promise you. I doubt anybody has ever gone to therapy over elf on the shelf, except for the parent. (laughs) Jen, are you an elf on the shelf parent? No, no. But speaking of obligation, I feel like I should be. It's so ridiculous. Like, I don't even want to start because I'm afraid I'll fail at Elf. And how old's your youngest child? Nine. They're nine and ten. They don't, they don't care. They don't okay. want to do it. Thank you. They don't care. Thanks. Okay. No, they don't, <laughs> they don't care. I'll never forget. I was doing an advent calendar with my kids. And, you know, we'd wrap up the little presents. And they love, you know, they fight over who gets to open what. And my son was a, um, his birthday was on an odd day. So I said, you get to start on December 1st. You get to open it up. And one day, I can't remember. He must have been seven or eight. Um, I, I hang up the advent calendar. And he, I said, Justin, you get to do it. And he goes, is there money in there? I'm like, no, there's not money in there. There's never been money in there. He said, yeah, Kimmy can do it all. So that's his sister. So I said, Kim, Justin said you can open all of them. She said, wait, he doesn't want to open them? And I said, no. She goes, yeah, I don't care. So like, <laughs> they don't care. Now, if you have a child that cares, then know that they care and do what you need to do. But don't, don't be crazy, Jen, and going introducing nonsense to your children that do not care. Okay. I am freed of that burden and that you guilt. Free of shelf, elf on the shelf. That is for sure. In Jesus name. Thank Jesus you. Name. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So what are a couple other of your favorite projects in the Christmas yeah. project planner? So the very first one is to do a mission statement for Christmas. And I know that that sounds like, okay, how dorky she must've been trying to fill up pages. <laughs> I have found that doing a mission statement, um, saying, okay, this is what we want for our Christmas, because otherwise then you try to do all the things. So for 2019, this is mine and Rogers. We will create space to connect with God and each other and to serve those who need to feel God's love. Now that mm-hmm. sounds very holy and very Jesus-y, but you know what? Create space means we're not going to do a lot of nonsense. Mm-hmm. That's what it means. It's a very fancy spiritual way of saying, we're not going to all the kid performances. We're not doing all the things. We are going to create space to connect with God and each other. Because our favorite memories from Christmas, it's not going to performances. It's going to load everybody up in our minivan, drive through Starbucks to get peppermint mochas, and drive around and look at Christmas lights. Like, that's how we connect with each other. This year, we're doing it, we're going totally off the rails. We are going to be doing it at my stepdaughter's house. And so we're doing it on the 23rd. Because remember, you can have everybody together, you can celebrate on the day, or you can have people be happy about it. Pick two out of three. We're going to have everybody there, and we're going to have people happy about it. That's all we care about. I'm not in control this year. You know what? It was weird to think about 
but it's kind of freeing. So we're just going to go and do it and be there. But so we're going to have time to connect with each other. We're not getting fancy. And then my husband and I are going to be serving at Fishes and Loaves. And so we're going to serve with each other. We're going to have people to our house who, you know, maybe don't have a place to go. And it's the perfect Christmas for us. But let me just tell you, that gives me a long list of things I don't need to do. Mm, amen. Amen. Yeah. Thank God. And then one yeah. other one that I just love is just to schedule. We talked a little bit about it, but to put everything on the calendar. So, and if your school doesn't have their calendar yet, say, just tell me what days you know, you're thinking about doing. Get as much as you can. Maybe you have a work party. Maybe you're doing a cookie exchange with a friend. Get realistic about the things that are on your calendar. And if watching Hallmark movies in your yoga pants is a priority, put it on the calendar. Mm -hmm. Make sure that the things that are important to you, the things that are important to your spouse, the things that are important to your kids, make it on the calendar. Instead of everybody else's priorities, make sure your family's priorities make it on your calendar. Mm, I love that. Our priorities first. What's important to us, what our family values first, instead of yeah. waiting for everyone's invitation to come or not come. I mean, we waste right. a lot of time doing that, right? Yes. What I used to do, I think early on in my marriage is I would wait for my husband to be okay with something. Right. And I don't do that anymore. Not that I don't honor and love my husband and what he wants for the holidays, but I found that I spent so much time waiting for him and for it to be always like a co-decision right. that I never thought my ideas were valid in that, in that effort. And yeah. now that it's like, well, you know, we run the house, we're moms, we take care of the kids. Women more or less know what it means to make your home warm and loving and you know, right. semi-magical for yeah. Christmas. Just put it out there. If husband objects, then address it then. But right. it's yes. going to be up to you, mamas, to make some of this stuff happen and draw those boundaries that we need to draw that say, no, it's what we want to do first. Ask your husband what he actually cares about. Yeah. Because right. if he doesn't care, then that's fine. You know, mm -hmm. it's really interesting. This year, we, we have two houses. We have a retreat center that we run, the Red House that we talked about. And we have our San Jose house. And we're renting out our San Jose house for the whole holiday season. But, you know, my husband said, you know, I've really been struggling, Kathy. I want to come back to church and be part of the production for church. He runs, mm. he, he designs the lights. I'm like, well, if you care, if that is something that is super important to you, which I know it is, then let's make that happen. He goes, it's such a hassle. I'm like, if that's the one thing you care about, if that's the one thing that makes it Christmas for you, then let's do it. And that's how we decided that we're spending Christmas with our, my stepdaughter. And, you know, those are the things, but the rest of it, he really couldn't care much less about, you know, he wants to do lights at our house, but when it comes to shopping or shipping presents and things, what the menu is, he's just happy to show up and do dishes. So, of course, take into consideration the things that your family members care about, but if they don't care about them, just do what is going to support your whole family. Mm, absolutely. So the point of Christmas and following your Christmas project planner that has excellent ideas for what, what we could be thinking about, it, it, it helps you to create that mission statement for your family. It encourages you not to be people pleasers and to focus on what your family needs first, but it's really to make that space, as you were saying, 
to do what's important to you, to not do the things just because they're Christmassy things. Right. And not to feel like we have to do all of the things every single year. When you do all the things every year, tradition can be a trap. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing things out of tradition, uh, oftentimes that is going to be less impactful than if we keep things special. Mm. And so, you know, the Christmas cards from the lips are going to be an event because nobody's seen one for five years. <laughs> I, to think about it like that. And some people we're talking to right now, you know, Christ isn't a big part of their lives. And so create the Christmas you want. For us, Christ is the big part of our lives and we want to celebrate that with an intentional holiday. So that's why it's part of our mission statement. So I'm not here to tell anybody how to celebrate their Christmas, but be intentional about it. Mm -hmm. Celebrate the Christmas that you want to. I would encourage everybody to understand why they are celebrating Christmas. I think that that is interesting and to see kind of the history religious wise and also how it looks different in the United States than it does other people in other cultures. I think those things are interesting. So take some time to learn about that every year, find out a little bit more about why do we celebrate the way we do and why are we celebrating with the people that we are in the traditions we are, find out what the roots of that are. It makes it more special. That was my sweet friend, Kathy Lip. Pick up her book, The Christmas Project Planner. You can click the link in our show notes or on our blog post page at practicalfamily.org. And don't forget to visit her at kathylip.com. While you're thinking about the holidays, we actually have some great resources. We've got the Practical Family Christmas Songbook. It was part of our Heart of Worship series, but we've kind of made it its own thing this year. The Heart of Worship Christmas Songbook has 12 classic Christmas songs. And you'll also get a list of scriptures that go with each song that help to qualify the message that the song is talking about. Songs like O Holy Night, Angels We Have Heard on High, all of these classic songs. And you can actually use this songbook as a sort of Christmas devotional if you'd like to. Get that at practicalfamily.org. You can download that as well as a digital template for Christmas thank you cards. Have those on hand. When your kids are opening presents this year, have them write down who gave them what and start teaching them gratitude now by having them write a thank you card immediately. The best thing about these thank you cards is that they're created to be a postcard. So there's a two-page download where you can make the front of the card and the back of the card come together, print them on both sides of a piece of cardstock paper, and you instantly have two postcards on one page. You can print them, cut them, put a stamp on them, and send them to your relatives this Christmas. And thank you again for listening to the Practical Family Podcast. Be sure to leave us a rating in iTunes because that helps us so much to get the word out to other people. And as you're planning for Christmas, don't forget why we celebrate because we've been given the greatest gift of all, and that is Jesus. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Practical Family Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Bryant, and we are helping you to build strong foundations and healthy homes.